best friends? Yes, we are. We are best friends. Aww. Yeah. How long have you guys known each other? Oh, uh, we've been friends since the seventh grade. So it's wow. been. Yeah, I'm just trying to find a good angle. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, since the seventh grade. So we go way back. <laughs> wow. Well, she's wonderful. So you're very lucky to have such an awesome best friend because she's amazing. I know. She's a great girl. I also heard about you through Jillian Woods, who is okay. my friend, and she said nothing but good things, and then Ash started going to you, and I was just like, I need to jump on board. <laughs> Got the whole friend circle. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. So what's going on with you? Is it more um, dating stuff? Is it what? what's your hope in terms of, like, next steps? Sure. So I, I'm such a nerd. I, like, brought a journal, and I wanted to take notes. Um, so I checked out your website and I, I used to see, um, like a law of attraction, spiritual advisor, because I, I'm very, very spiritual. It's a huge part of who I am. Um, and I, I stopped working with her, um, and I, I go to therapy, so I'm, I'm used to counseling and things like that. But after I checked out your website, it said a lot about spirituality and things like that. And I kind of narrowed it down to like four different topics that I really wanted to focus on for the next okay. few weeks. So, um, mostly with me, it's, it's healing trauma and like internal blocks. Cause I feel in regards to like manifestation and the law of attraction, I have a solid foundation, but it is those subconscious beliefs that kind of get in my way. I also wanted to focus on like developing my intuition when it comes to dating and just having more conscious relationships. Um, and then I guess the, the last thing I really wanted to focus on was self-esteem and, and self-image and kind of better developing my relationship with myself to help me achieve my goals. Mm. So self-esteem. So it's interesting because these are all related, you know, these are, and anytime you work on one, you work on the other. Exactly. Um, so which one for today? Where do we start? I know there's so much to start. Um, I would like to start with the, um, the subconscious beliefs, the limiting beliefs, kind of like that shadow work. Cause I feel like that will kind of nicely follow into like dating where that tends to appear most often. Okay. So what, what do you, what subconscious beliefs do you think you hold and you know, what, how is it manifesting in your life? Well, something that I've seen appear time and time again is a fear of intimacy, not just with other people, but with myself. Um, I think that I am afraid of abandonment and getting close to people and really being seen because I feel inherently flawed deep down. What, do you have any thought of where that started? It's mostly grounded in childhood for sure and it's it's interesting because we'll we'll have an established belief about ourselves and then we will kind of seek out experiences and situations unconsciously that validate our belief around ourselves so what is your what situations are you seeking out is it the men you choose yeah i've been in very abusive and toxic relationships and anytime like a healthy person comes into my life, I get so turned off 
because it's not what I'm used to. Yes. Well, isn't it beautiful that you know that you are aware of this? And how old are you? I'm 26. That's amazing. Uh, That's amazing. That's 26. And to know this is something that most people live their whole life without knowing. And so that you already are so tuned in, like, I think I have basic, I call it self-hatred. You know, people say it's a lack of self-love. I really think it's hatred. I felt, you know, I didn't realize how much I hated myself. I didn't really realize it until I was like 30, 30. Uh, you know, I knew in my early 20s, like I had an eating disorder in my early 20s. So I knew there was self-hatred that was obvious. But then that ended pretty quickly because I was on a spiritual path and I got into healthy living. And so that wasn't too long. But then after that, I would say I thought I loved myself or Mm -hmm. I think I just thought like most people do, which is like, I don't know, you don't really think about yourself, you know, like you think you're okay most of the time, you know. And so I didn't really think you could not like yourself. And then as I started doing the spiritual work, I was like, wait a minute, like I keep making these choices and I keep doing things that are not what I say I want. So I say I want A, but then I keep going to B. What is it in me that's keep going to B when in my mind I know what I want? And so... Then I started doing the inner work and I was like, oh, there's a part of me that doesn't feel worthy of B. There's a part of me that's very comfortable with B and B feels very much like my family felt. And, you know, so it's this awareness. And the first thing that's amazing is just the awareness means that the pattern is being uprooted. It starts the moment you are aware of it. If you say to an alcoholic, are you an alcoholic? And they say, I'm not an alcoholic. I drink socially. I don't have a problem. You're crazy. They're nowhere near healing. But if they say to you, I am an alcoholic and I want to stop. Tell me, do I have to go to meetings? I'm working on it. I've got this sponsor who I check in with once a week. They're on the way. They know that the consciousness that that says yes i have a problem is already stepping out of the problem so the good news is you're already starting to heal that block just in the awareness of it and so you said you have you feel inherently flawed what makes you say that yeah so what you said about the self-hatred is resonating with me i I find myself time and time again self-abandoning and I have a very loud inner critic, but I always felt inherently flawed because I think it started when I was adopted. Honestly, the first feeling I could ever remember feeling in my physical life is unwanted and not good enough because I, as a kid, you don't understand, you don't conceptualize what adoption is. You just think my parents didn't want me. And then it... I started attracting all these patterns into my life that just I thought in my mind was evidence of me not being good enough. And I understand it now that like putting a child up for adoption is very selfless because you're giving them a better life. But 
it's still ingrained deeply within me that I continue to seek out people and experiences that on some sort of like um, logical level I know isn't good for me, but inside feels comfortable. So So what work have you done around self-love, around healing this? What have you already tried? Um, I'm very into like metaphysical things. Um, yoga has saved my life. I've been teaching yoga for three years now. I also meditate every day. I'm a meditation teacher and I do Reiki. So I found like that energy healing component is, is so beneficial to actually like clear the blockages. But, um, I journal, I love writing. I've been in therapy for 10 years, so I've been doing the work. But I just feel like I could get to a next level, like spiritually. So, so in your journal, what kind of what kinds of writings do you do? How do you use your journal? So I'll usually do a journaling prompt, or I'll do like the Google search, like journal entries for whatever, um, or I'll just free write. I also write a lot of poetry to help me clear my mind and express my thoughts, but I do enjoy the prompts where I'll ask myself a question and then I'll write it out. So I also do a gratitude list every day and like focus on my goals for the following day. So it's a big part of my life. That's beautiful. Uh, That's beautiful. Uh, And do you do any reading of spiritual texts? Yeah, I love reading. I I, I love reading. I love podcasts. I really love that um, like self-development, self-help books yeah do you have any teachers you love yeah my I love Abraham Hicks and um my law of attraction coach is actually her name was Madeline Reinhardt and she touches a lot on like divine femininity and goddess vibes and things like that um I love the work of Joe Dispenza um and all those intuitive like highly sensitive empathic authors I love their work mm-hmm I love it. Have you ever read any Louise Hay? Yes, I love Louise Hay. You Can Heal Your Life. I got that book when I was like 11. And I, I, wow. I've i read it like five times because I feel like every year it's kind of different for a person. Wow. Louise Hay is probably, I would say, the foremost teacher on self-love. As far as self-love goes, I just personally haven't come across anyone has her commitment to that topic and just you know that that's the crux of her whole teachings is just love yourself love yourself love yourself and so um so you said this shows up in relationships what are you looking for then what what's your are you looking for your soulmate are you looking to manifest like what what's the vision with the relationship so it's it's very interesting. Um, I got out of a relationship in February that it was not serving me. I was not happy, and it took quite a few tries to get out of that relationship. But I noticed, even though I was so scared to be alone, a month after I was the happiest I'd been in years. Um, so I, I started dating over the summer. A lot of the same person, different face kind of thing kept reappearing where I would go after men who were addicts or not interested in me or emotionally unavailable. And then I kind of was like, all right, I need to take a break from dating because, you know, clearly this isn't the right time. I want to focus on myself. 
And then like literally the next day, I, I meet this guy and he's so kind. Like he he's very understanding and everything that I kind of want textbook, he, he is, he's available, he's really interested in me. But for some reason, like I don't want to commit to him. And it's, it's just very frustrating. And I can't tell, honestly, um, a big blockage for me has been trusting my intuition. I can't tell if I don't want a relationship with him because I need to do more self-work, which I do believe is is true. But I also can't tell if 50% of that is just being so comfortable with the toxic relationships and just, right. yeah, it's right. confusing. So what? When you wake up in the morning and you meditate, what feeling makes you feel, describe for me the experience of when you know you're tuned in, like there are days when you feel like, I've got it, I'm connected to spirit, I'm completely in alignment, I am the the loving, wise, connected part of me is here, I'm in my soul right now connected to my soul describe to me when you when do you describe to me that feeling and how you know that you're there do you know what I mean yeah so that's definitely for me in meditation or when I'm outside I feel very connected to the universe I feel it's when I get super quiet and I quiet my analytical mind and I really tune into my body and where I'm feeling the energy may be stuck or where I'm visualizing like it's expansive and a lot of light um really just stillness and finding that internal peace then I usually find the answer that I'm looking for mm-hmm. so you can so yeah so you get there and you get to that place have you been getting there lately because there are times you can sit and do the meditation or do the journal writing, but you don't actually get there. You just kind of go through the motions, especially now with COVID and everything going on. It's easy to do it, but you're not actually plugging in. Mm-hmm. How are you? How have you been with plugging in lately? Not great. Not great, right? Not great. Yeah, I tried to meditate last night, and I didn't really get into that. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm on like the quantum realm. I did not feel that last night. Um, it's just my mind's been very busy and I'm actually really happy today was my last day of my job so I'm gonna have the next like four weeks for alone time and just to get back to balance and recentering oh I love that so you're you're like on a staycation for four weeks yeah I quit my job because it's it might have been a dumb move but my law of attraction coach like really con she didn't convince me but she helped me to realize my job is just not serving me anymore and it wasn't making me happy so i quit my job i kind of did the, like the leap and the net will appear kind of thing so as crazy as it sounds i've been like working on manifesting my perfect job and i believe it will happen i just don't know when it's so funny that you preface to me as crazy as it sounds i literally write about the law of attraction and I have a whole website about it. But it's funny that to, it's it's interesting that you say as crazy as it sounds, I've been working on manifesting my own job. Um, it's not crazy. 
it's it's crazy if you think it's crazy it's it's crazy but it's not crazy um and so thinking it's crazy is is not gonna have it manifest what's your okay so now we're diverging so you've got a lot going on so you're working (laughs) on manifesting well i'm trying to stay focused because i wanna it's it's i don't believe it's helpful to try to hit a million things i believe it's good to chip hard at one thing and then move on so you're you're looking to manifest you are manifesting your new job and your new job is exciting and fun and lights up your soul and that's amazing and you're manifesting in terms of a relationship what are you manifesting (sighs) that's the issue i'm not clear on what i want Tell me more about that. I I can kind of generate the feeling of what I want in my body and in my mind. I could imagine it. But for some reason, I don't feel physically ready to receive that relationship on the, like, physical realm. What does it feel like when you imagine it? It... It feels beautiful. I'm getting emotional. It just feels like I'm so soul connected and like, it's just like a twin flame soulmate love where I feel like at home in the person's presence. Mm, That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. So you feel, and that's what you want when you're ready to receive it yes so when you're ready to receive it and what will that look like in the day-to-day will you guys eventually move in together will you see each other every day of the week will you travel and go around the world will you move to paris what is that what is the vision of that relationship yeah he'll be my my partner in crime like my best friend and my other half but not in a codependent way like we'll grow together we'll explore together we'll get to know each other like intimately on a spiritual emotional physical level and we'll just like become the best version of ourselves with one another yeah so it's really it's really going to be a spiritual partner and here's why it's here's here's the real layer or here's one truth of spiritual partnership when you two grow together and when you find your person it actually is going to quicken your spiritual awakening so what happens is when you're on your own and you're growing it's very slow and so like one thing comes up you look at it, it's uncomfortable. A month late, you know, you have a month of like ease and joy and life goes back to normal. And then maybe another little tiny thing comes up. And then, you know, so you don't have a lot of obstacles surfacing. When you meet your spiritual partner, it it's like a tornado knocks down your life. It just, everything you thought you knew crumbles and it's good because all all the fear everything built on fear goes and it's a very fast you know that person is gonna cause chaos and then it's gonna be beautiful 
but the first part will be very disruptive. And so part of you does know that, and part of you knows it's coming and resist it because it is going to be upheaval for sure. So one of the keys is, so you're not just looking for a nice guy, you're looking for a spiritual guy. Is that true? Like, would you date an atheist? Probably not. And this guy in, um, in the summer who was emotionally available, what was his spiritual practice? He's actually, um, so the guys from the summer were not emotionally available, but he's actually in my life right now. And he, he's open to learning. He's very like interested in learning my spiritual beliefs. And he's like, I want to learn more about that. And what's his name? His name is Nick. Nick. So he's in your life? He's in my life, yes. As 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 a what? As a as a friend, as a date? A date. He has asked me to be exclusive, but I find so much resistance and I said no. And when was this? It was like a week ago. Okay, hold on. We need to Okay, so Nick who's who's open to spirituality does he meditate no but he said he wants to learn since i like it so doesn't meditate wants to be exclusive and you get all giggly and happy when you say his name and when you talk about it so what's the resistance like you said i believe that we do our biggest work in relationships but it's so triggering because it brings all that stuff up that you really need to move like work on and i just don't i just don't feel available to do that right now with him so you you basically want to take you basically don't want a relationship right now no you want a relationship when you're ready for a relationship Yeah. So you're not looking to manifest a relationship. You're looking, this is a time to work on yourself. Yes. So really what this is, I remember, it's funny, I took, I took probably like a year and a half where I just went crazy with work on myself. And I had, I mean, it was amazing though. It was transform. I became a different person in a year and a half. And so it really just, you know, shook me to the core. Um, And so, so, okay, so now you have four weeks. What is your, what are you going to spend your time doing to start this healing journey? Do you have ideas? Yeah. So that's why I wanted to begin working with you because, you know, over the next four weeks. That's one. Yes. Um, So uh, we want to come up with a plan. Okay. Right. We want to come up with what's going to be the best use of your time. And so this is, I'm going to just start presenting kind of like menu options. And I'm not going to say to do A or B because there's no one clear homework assignment, but we're going to just start talking. So subconscious stuff gets into the, into the, deep part of you into your psyche it gets rooted in there and you don't even really know it's there it's just kind of under the surface and so the first step 
is you have a belief I'm not wanted. Let's say I'm not wanted, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Um So love will hurt me probably is in there. So the first the first what were one of these many options is affirmations. Have you done affirmation work? Yes, I have. What do you, what's your what do you think about affirmations? I've found in the past they weren't helpful for me cuz I wasn't ready to receive the words. Mm-hmm. But in the last 6 months or so, I've found that when I embody that belief, not just say like I am abundant, for example. I love using I am. Um, but when I can really tune into the emotion that that phrase is giving me, I find it a lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, that's when you say it aloud, right? Really feeling it. And it does work if you don't feel it too. It yeah. works. It's just the repetition. Uh, so one option, and, and we're just kind of exploring now. One option, I used to do this until I started living with my partner, Tim, and now I can't because we're in the same bedroom, is I would every night play affirmations, eight hour long affirmations on YouTube, um, because your brain state is in, you're in a theta state when you're sleeping. And so what I would do is I would play them on my computer and I would really kind of close the lid because I didn't want any of the light. And at first it was sort of hard to fall asleep with them on but then I got used to them so you know just hearing you know I am loved I am safe I am supported I am wanted I am worthy um and I'm going to send you all this tomorrow in the email too by the way when I when I when I email you but it's the it's so one one level is hearing it when you're sleeping because that's actually eight hours of time where you basically don't have to do anything. Yeah. You just press play. You wind up getting used to it. Like the first week I was a little bit like, uh, am I, you know, and I would put it on lower. And then the second week or the third week I was doing, you just kind of get used to the, to the affirmation. And it's funny because now I don't play them because I'm not alone in my room, but I, I actually miss, I prefer to hear, you know, and so there are definitely like that eight hour time. My philosophy is like, use it. To me, that's yeah. like the easiest, you know, like use it. Um, also affirmations, like I'll even do, like if I'm in the shower, taking a long shower, I'll play affirmations. If I'm doing dishes, if I'm doing laundry, it's like, these are kind of just moments of like and I'll still I'll just depending on what I'm manifesting in my life I'm just always I feel like if you have that chunk of time that you're doing something anyway you might as well reprogram the mind like I'm folding laundry what else am I gonna do so one thing is just that getting in the new neural pathway really getting in those ideas putting affirmations on your wall on post-it notes or on paper I, you know, I had root chakra stuff because I had a lot of trauma growing up and I had for probably like seven or eight months, I had, I am safe 
written all over my apartment and my Tim thought I was nuts. He was like, you are you, what do you mean? Like, and he's new age. And I was just like, nope, I, I'm like, in my mind, I, I can say I'm safe, yeah. but deep down, I don't feel safe. And I just put it, I am safe, I am safe. I was listening to affirmations, I am safe, I am safe. Because I had a lot of trauma and I just had fear that life wasn't safe. Someone was going to hurt me. So at nighttime, I'd be like, I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. And I would lay in bed and I would be like, I am so safe. Like, And I would listen to it and I would fall asleep and I would wake up and I would see it. And probably about eight months, I started to actually feel safe. And then I was like, I kind of think I could take them off my wall. I was like, I kind of think I'm ready for a new, like, at that point I was manifesting other things. And I was like, I kind of think I feel safe now. So affirmations, the second up, and again, we're just talking out because there's so many things. So at this point, we're just kind of brainstorming for a plan. So the affirmations when you sleep, you don't have to do anything, which is why I like that. Um, the second is, I'm going to send you some Louise Hay, specifically, guided meditations. And the reason why you want to do a guided meditation is she walks you through healing, healing visualizations. So it's not, if you have a specific thing you want to heal, like meditation kind of just brings you up to a high vibrating state it's kind of like it's kind of just cleansing yeah you know whatever whatever's annoying you that morning you get all gooey, you feel happy oh i'm meditated you know i feel better but it doesn't do that deeper it's not really healing anything it's just kind of raising your vibration the healing meditations are different because you're getting into that meditative state and then you're giving your mind directions. You're giving it a, a task to do. Let's say two. Let's not do too many. Four weeks isn't a lot of time. There's two guided meditations. One of them, Louise Hay, in her like kind of cheesy, delightful voice, um, has you like imagine your parents. Imagine yourself. It's this visualization about imagining everyone as small children and forgiving them yeah. imagining yourself as a small child forgiving yourself like she just leads you through it it's very powerful it's it's tied with your parents and when you visualize it i want you to visualize and again i'm going to send this to you the parents who gave you up you're going to do your mother individually, your father individually, and then do the same visualization for your adoptive parents, and then do that visualization for yourself. And I've used that particular meditation. I had leaky gut syndrome, which is horrible. Uh, when I was like, however old I was, I don't know, when I was like 29, 30, and that meditation, I would do it because I had serious physical problems I would literally do that meditation and start crying and it would be like a normal day like I'd go see my friends like oh I'm happy I'm in a great mood you know and then I'm like okay let me do my meditation I don't you know I'm not feeling so great and I would sit down and like three minutes in I'm sobbing because it even though it sounds kind of corny as you're doing it it was really bringing up yeah. a lot of stuff for me so the first is this kind of visualization. It's a forgiveness one. 
The second one I'm going to send you is, it's an inner child one. And so a lot of, and here's, and here's the idea. Again, you want to give your mind directions because you're not just, you're a happy person. This is not about getting happy. This is about going underneath. So this is a meditation that Teal Swan, who is very kooky, and I usually don't watch Teal Swan, but this one is perfect. So sometimes she has a great idea and it works. And I've done this one many times. This is an inner child meditation. So you basically, you know, spend 10, 20 minutes just getting into a calm state, focus on your breath, just do your normal meditative thing. And once you feel you're in a centered, beautiful place, you imagine yourself as a young you. So you get a clear image, picture the age, and the age may be different. Like when I've done this, I usually see myself around nine because I feel like that's when a lot of the trauma really started hitting me. So like you're, you might, when you get in the state, you might be four, you might be 12, I don't know. So I would see myself and really picture yourself. Like I remember when I was little hiding under my desk in my room and I would put like a blanket as like a tent and I felt safe under my desk. And so I was actually very afraid as a child, but I didn't know because I was a kid. And so when I picture myself, I go right to me under my desk at like eight, nine years old. Like, so the clearer the image and like get and really think back to young you. So then you hold the vision of you. So I'm under my desk. I've got the blanket, you know, I'm like looking for some quiet, safe space in in my family's apartment. And then you, you come in as adult you. So then you come in and you're in this visualization and you meet young you and you ask young you, what is it that you are feeling? What is it that you need to hear that no one's ever told you? And you start talking to young you, you see what young you says and young you might say any number of things. And she's going to tell you, what is it she needs to hear? What is it that you need to hear to feel safe and loved? And ask her and see what she says. And if she tells you something, you hug her in your mind and you say, what you say back, whatever she needs to hear. And you could be there for as long as you want, just comforting her, like, Whatever she needs to hear that you need to tell her, you really visualize from that deep state of you're giving it to her. And why it's healing is your your mind doesn't know whether it really happened as a young girl or whether it's a visualization or a meditation or your mind doesn't know past, present, future. So your mind it's almost as if that's happening in that moment. So that's something that you want to really think about is like it's that's inner child work and that's really that going back and the and the healing work is telling her what she needs to hear and sometimes honestly what i even do now i still do it um is when i feel my pain body is triggered when i feel that young 
I nobody loves me. I'm, I need love. I'm afraid when that when that need comes up, and she'll she'll come up. Like maybe I have a fight with my partner Tim, but it's not really about my yeah. partner Tim. It's about that part of me is is activated. That pain is activated. I'll instead of getting into it with Tim because I know it's that part of me is looking to push him away. I'll sit in my bedroom and I'll like breathe and I'll put my hand on my heart and I'll do the same thing. And for some reason, I imagine her. I for some reason then I imagine her in a closet. I don't know why, but so young me is in a closet, kind of scared. And I'll comfort her and I'll be like, in my mind, I'm like, you are loved, you are safe. I love you. Tim loves you. Life loves you. And like I'll go and I'll kind of and I call her in my mind, sweet Jessie. Like, and I parent her because a lot of this mindfulness work is like you have different yous living in you. Like there is there is a, a there is an energy in me that doesn't feel loved. She doesn't like she doesn't feel loved she just doesn't she's still in there but she's much much less a dominant part of me than I used to have and it's so funny I feel like whereas before I would choose emotionally unavailable men or start myself now it's like tiny little things like I text my partner too much like he's at work and I'm like texting every half hour and I know though the mindful part of me is like he loves you you don't need him to constantly text you to prove it and in my mind i know that but on a deeper level i want that 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 love for me to be acknowledged and it's it's the young me that wants it it's the it's the young so a lot of the times when i'm present to her so even in the moment you can feeling work like like this this morning i went to go text him and I'll like if he doesn't write me back even though I know he's teaching like and I know he loves me it's crazy and I'll be like I'll go to text him and I'll be like nope Jesse this is nope this is your you know loving issue rising to the surface and I'll put my phone down and I'll in the moment I'll be I'll put my hand on my heart and I'm just like a minute I'll just close my eyes and I'll just be like I am so loved I'm so, I have so much love. I am love. I am worthy. Like I'll just take just a minute when I see it come up to just talk to myself. I'm parenting that young me. And so you're taking on the role in the meditation and in every moment you you can become present to that energy and it, it'll come up in a crazy way like in a moment of insecurity, in a moment of pushing someone away. in a moment of if you can catch it if you can become present as it comes up the issue is when you don't catch it when the insecurity comes up and then you catch it 2 days later but in the moment you can't catch it because you feel it you're stuck in it you know and so if you do catch it that's when the parenting comes up it's just starting to imagine there's a sweet lauren in you and you know that sweet lauren she she is in pain she was abandoned she was she was left by her parents and she has every right to feel sad she has every right to to have that pain 
just because she has that pain, it doesn't mean she's not lovable, and it doesn't mean her parents didn't want her. And the pain is okay. It's okay to have. She's not wrong. She just needs love. She needs that parent to say to her, "You have every right to be sad." And you know what? You were very young, and that really wasn't very fair. And you know what? Still, I love you, and still you're loved. And even though your parents left because they couldn't take care of you, that was because they had their own issues going on. That had nothing to do with you. But you need to say this to yourself, and not just. Think it, but say it. One of the things about mindfulness, and and I do this with I'm a student of A Course in Miracles, and A Course in Miracles makes you say a million things when you're triggered. And I know I need to say them when I'm triggered. Like when I say them, I de-escalate and I come back to peace. But sometimes I'm triggered and I just don't want to say them. Like I just don't. I'm just like I'm triggered. Not not doing any A Course in Miracles prayers right now. You know. And so it's 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 actually saying it to yourself, like in the moment, whenever that feeling comes up, closing your eyes. It's that inner healing work. So we have affirmation stuff. We have the guided meditations, which are different, and this sort of visualizing combination.、Um, we have also now this is major. It's the instead of journaling in a kind of vague way, because you want to tailor your practice to whatever you're working on in your life, and, and and be specific. Like one thing I've learned is you, it's it's not that you can't. Of course you can. Anything's possible. But it's easier to manifest one thing at a time. Like it's a lot easier to. Isolate and focus in, and hit one thing hard and get it. Then to try to like, don't listen to abundance affirmations, and then read a book on relationships, and then because you're gonna just miss everything. So hit one thing hard. So for the and we're focusing on you. So this is self love, really. So for the writing, the journal prompts, you want to target it to self love. If you're looking to really love yourself, everything you need to do needs to be about self love. Affirmations about self love, guided meditations. You're healing your inner child. You're forgiving your parents. You're forgiving yourself. Your writing is going to be a love letter to yourself, and it's going to be one full page every morning. You're going to write it. And you're gonna read it aloud, and you have to fill. It's a love letter, and in this love letter, you're gonna write. And again, I'm gonna email this to you, but you can also take notes. In the love letter, you're gonna write what you love about yourself. You're gonna write from broad stuff, like I just love that you are an amazing dancer. You know, to Like I love how yesterday you called your mom because you knew she was feeling sad. You're such a thoughtful daughter. Like so, sort of broad stuff, specific stuff, stuff, anything, anything good about you, anything. I love. Oh my God, you're so neat. I can't believe how neat you are. You're so organized. You're so.、Um, 
you're such a stylish dresser. You're so, I love, you're such a good friend. Every day, every time your friend is sad, you're always there for them. Like, really dig. Start to really see all of the things about you. You have to fill a page. If you also run out, if you also can include, rather, not even just if you run out, also just include, you know, I love you, you're cared for, you're, you're wonderful, you're, you know, you want to, this is a love letter, you know, dear Lauren, you are spectacular, you are such a good daughter, you're such a good, you know, this is a real love letter, and then read it aloud, and save the love letters, because they're love letters, you can't throw out a love letter, you have to store them somewhere, and keep these love letters, that's good energy, that's good, you know, and keep them, I used to keep them, I had this, I used, it's funny, I used to hide them, because I used to think, I don't know why I thought this, but I used to think if someone somehow was in my home, and they found them, they thought I was weird, so I would put them in like a vase with a lid, um, right by the windowsill, and I would write them out, and I would fold them, and I would put them right in the vase, and it's just having those love letters to yourself in the morning, so that's when you want to sit down and just shower yourself with that love. Lauren, you're so worthy of love. You're so amazing. You're so talented. You're so, you know, and spend that time. This is your journey. This is your time of telling yourself how much you love yourself and healing and kind of working through stuff. And this is your time to start focusing. The next menu, now I know this is a lot, but we're going to narrow it down and make a plan. And it's good to kind of hear about each one, because then as you make a plan, you might try one, say that's not for me, you know, it really is a dance. Have you heard of EFT, also called tapping? Have you done it? Yes. What did, what's your experience been? Um, I used to do it religiously. I would watch Brad Gates. He has like a YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> um, I found it to be tremendously helpful, especially when I was going through trauma, but I feel I need to start getting back into it again, for yes. sure. He is the master, and it, it really is this idea of just, you focus on one thing, you focus on, okay, I'm gonna heal my feeling that I'm unwanted, and that I have been abandoned, and that I'm not worthy of love. And every, every morning, the affirmations go to that. The guided visualizations go to that. The body work, tapping, Reiki goes to that. The, you know, the books I'm reading goes to that. So it's like, I'm, this is my focus and this is my intention. And what happens is the universe sees all of the, the, the power you're putting into it. All of your awareness is going into it. And the universe lifts it from you the universe helps you release it. it 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 wants to help you release it you're supported you are not doing this on your own is the issue you know you are not fixing yourself because there's anything wrong with you you're you're letting go of the part of you that thinks there's something wrong with you and coming back to knowing that you are worthy and you are you are love itself you are the actual embodiment of love um and so as far as kind of just tapping in and as far as getting to that intuitive place you know 
So let me think, I'm trying to think, you wake, so you wake up in the morning and I'm going back to like, how do you know? Cause we have the energy work and we have the healing work and then we have like, how do you know? Then Nick comes around and even though you know you're not ready for him, but how do you start to tap in? So one, one thing you want to start to do when you tap in is you want to also understand what spirit feels like and what it says and what ego feels like and what ego says. And just that knowledge, the more you really can sense your own, once you really can determine, it's really ego versus spirit. So like ego is always in a rush. Ego always wants to control. Ego is always limiting. Ego always creates a negative emotion. Uh, ego is always doubtful. Ego, um, ego knows it's in a bad pattern and it keeps the bad pattern. Ego, you, you know, when you're in ego, you know you're in, you know when you're in that energy, when your mind says, go eat a third cupcake. And you know that cupcake is not a good idea, but your mind comes up with all the reasons. Like, listen, it's Friday. I've been killing it. I've been eating healthy all month. Like, this is this is a great idea. Like, I'm treating myself. This is self love. I'm treating myself to this third cupcake. But part of you knows it's not. You're just bullshitting yourself. You know, do not have that third cupcake. So it's like when you're an ego, part of you knows. And it feels bad. It feels crummy. It feels a little heavy. And so when you're in spirit, if you really want to know when you're in spirit, you have to kind of study the feeling. Because the more you study the feeling, the more you know when you're there. Like, when I'm in spirit, I feel so fucking loving. I feel like you could curse me out and be like, you're the worst fucking coach I've ever worked with you're a dumb bitch I hate you and I would be like I send you love I'm so sorry you feel that way like yeah you know if there's anything I can do to to accommodate you like I literally my thoughts are like that my thoughts are like what can I do for her to make her feel better like someone's mean to me and I'm like I wonder if I can make them pumpkin bread and like they're in pain like I'm this like light being I, like, I, I talk like Eckhart Tolle, like, it's okay, it's all, like, I talk like that to myself, like, Jesse, don't stress about this, everything's working out in divine order, and then I, like, someone's like, well, aren't you stressed, how's that gonna work, I'm like, it's all working out in divine order, why would you even think it's not working out in divine order, so I know I'm in spirit when and I'm aligned with intuition when my feeling is there and I feel kind of even if it's frightening even if I say you know like okay I'm gonna put myself out there more I'm gonna go on YouTube more even though I'm afraid and I know it's aligned with spirit because it's pushing me out of my comfort zone and even if my ego is like oh god I don't want to be on camera more like it still is aligned with spirit it's like I still know deep down that 
I really shouldn't care about being on camera and it, 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 speaking about mindfulness on YouTube is a beautiful thing. So it's like, you know you're in spirit when you're in that lovey feeling and the doubt is gone and you're and the voice in your head, you're having spiritual breakthroughs. You get what Abraham calls you're in the vortex and you know you're in the vortex and when you're in the vortex, whatever your mind says, you just listen to it. You just go for it. That is the loving part of you. When I'm in that part of me, all I want to do is apologize to Tim, go make pumpkin bread for people, say, I want to be more loving. I mean, everybody is one. I think of everybody as part of me. Like, I literally feel like Mother Teresa. Like, that's the state I'm in. And when I'm in ego, I'm in judgment. I'm in, oh, I can't believe his ex-wife did that. She's so annoying. I hope she doesn't come over on Friday and I don't have to see her. When I'm in spirit, I'm like, oh, we should invite her over for a, for a whatever, whatever. You know, it's like, that's the, so you want to, whenever you're questioning, you want to look at the, you know, when you're in that place, it does have a feeling. And the people who you attract have that feeling. Yeah. So you want to ask yourself, like, for example, Nick, who I know you're not ready for right now, but let's pretend it's Nick, it's Bob, it's Tim, it's whomever. You want to ask yourself, do are they in that energy? You know, you want to look at them too. Like when I met Tim, I was petrified of being with Tim. Yeah. He was... He literally, I felt physically sick for like two or three months because I was yeah. like, it was not easy meeting him. It was like upheaval. But his, and even though he had all of these things on the personality level that I just felt like, can I really live? Like, oh my God, he's going through a divorce. He's messy. He's you know, eight years older than me. Like I had all these kind of real world things that I was like is this really my match you know yeah. and, but his soul was so shiny and his energy felt like that it felt like it felt like that love feeling it felt like he would give someone pumpkin bread and apologize before yelling at them yeah. like he was in that vibration so I could see oh wait a minute I'm the sort of person who can get in this love alignment feeling and he's also someone who can get there and we are a perfect match when we're there whereas the other men I were I was picking they could not get there they were nowhere near love or being able to love me and so part of it too is just making sure the other person is in that love feeling you know but for you I know it's it's first about the personal journey but it's really this sense of just whatever it takes to get you in that love feeling, to get you in that. So I was a student for Course in Miracles for a long time. It's a crazy book. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, have you ever read yeah. it? Or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I follow Marianne Williamson very closely. Okay. Yeah. And so it's if it's your path, you'll know. If it's not your path, you'll know. It's a crazy book. It completely 
unraveled my ego, but it's a it's not everyone's path. My partner Tim, it, unra- it, it did not unravel his ego. He tried it. He just couldn't. It was not yeah. his path. His path is more in meditation. He comes to all things. Whereas for me, the practices and of course the miracles did it for me. There's also another book called A Course of Love, okay. which is written a little bit differently, which is written much differently from A Course in Miracles. And there's also a book called The Way of Mastery. Have you ever read the, or heard of The Way of Mastery? I've heard of it. I've never read it. So I had three different experiences with these books. A Course in Miracles unraveled my mind. A Course of Love opened my heart chakra. The Way of Mastery kind of brings you up. That's kind of like a book for enlightenment. That brings you in touch with what it calls your Christ itself, which is basically the enlightened version of you. And so these books have practices. And what I found is that when I've done one practice, nothing happens. It's usually like you have to commit to it. So when I did A Course of Love, it was at a time where I was having troubles with Tim because we were both terrified to be together so we met and we both wanted to run away and I committed to doing the full A Course of Love with every practice like just every day doing one chapter and like doing what it said and meditating and I would say about three weeks into that book I was walking down by the water and I had a revelation like I just the universe showed me all the ways that I was pushing Tim away that I didn't know. Like, you're trying to control the schedule. You're trying to not see him as much. You're trying to not spend time with his daughter. Like, just a bunch of ways. Whereas what I had thought before was that he was pushing me away. So I'm walking around thinking, I, I'm totally available to be with him. He's pushing me away. What's going on? The universe said this was my soulmate. He's pushing me away. What the fuck? So I committed to a course of love and I'm walking in three weeks and I'm walking down by the water and I had this revelation that I was pushing him away just as much as he was pushing me away. And I had this revelation of like, just call him, apologize for your part in it. Take ownership for you haven't acknowledged you've only said that he's doing a b and c you haven't done any you know inventory work so i called him and and it's told me to forgive him to say i know i forgive you for like i had this whole story of how he was pushing me away so i had this revelation and i called him and it was this crazy breakthrough in our relationship And my heart, like, literally, I felt, like, love pouring into me. It felt like my heart had opened. It felt like something was lifted. It felt like a, oh, my God. Can't believe I was carrying that stone. Like, can't believe I thought I needed to be perfect and control the schedule and and only let you see me a little bit of the time because that's all I, the joy I could was seeing you twice a week instead of seven days a week like and it just was a release but it was after a series of of something so it was either a course of love or a course in miracles or just a series of it could be you know a month of a particular text that you study or a particular you know something that pulls you 
that is that month-long focus of either reading or exercises or you know where where you literally like I'm looking at the way of mastery. Hold on, let me take out my coffee. Hold on, let me turn off my heater. I'm literally sweating. Um, so the way of mastery, for example, has exercises. So now depending on how much time you have, and this is why I call it a menu. You know, some people want to spend, you know, four hours. Has actual exercises. Um, you know, it of course describes everything and and what I do is I take notes when I read and I highlight and I, um, you know, just write it out and get it in. And so it like, even as you're reading it, the way of mastery, like asks questions. So like, as you're reading, you kind of stop and think, like, do I think that? Am I that? You know, you kind of, it kind of digs you in. Um, and then they have actual instructions. That's what it's called. So I used to have a spiritual teacher um, who I would have weekly sessions with. And one thing, the major that he taught me was you have to look for the instructions in spiritual texts and you have to do them. And so in like this, this page, he says, I would ask that you close your eyes for just a moment. Take a deep breath into the body and let it go. As the breath leaves the body, hold the thought that there is nothing worth holding on to any longer that keeps your peace and happiness at arm's length. Become committed, fully committed, to the experience of happiness, even as you have been fully committed to unhappiness, limitation, and lack. Give your creator full permission to sweep the basement clean. There really is not anything down there worth defending or protecting. So like on that page, I would actually just write it out and I would write instructions. Um, close your eyes, breathe in and then breathe out. Give your creator full permission. So like when, if that was the chapter I was practicing that day, I would read the chapter, highlight, take notes. And then all throughout the day, that would be my focus. That one exercise. Okay. So today, you know, a couple of times a day, I'm going to stop and I'm going to do this activity. And then what would happen is as I did the book, a few activities, I didn't really feel anything like, I don't know, this doesn't really feel like it's exciting me, but then even two or three that when you do them, you feel like they're shifting you a little, then you do those ones a lot, you know, like there's one meditation from the way of mastery that I do every day. And it's just for some reason, when I do that one, it works like magic. And then there are other ones that I just, you know, after I finish the book, I kind of stop doing those, you know? And so part of it is just finding that thing you can go to every day that you're studying and you're doing, but that requires more time, obviously, than like doing the affirmations at night and just press play and, you know? And so there's kind of like a menu. So, and I'm going to send you these menu options, but just hearing all these different, which ones feel like they might be something you want to start with. Do you have any poll or any thoughts coming up? Well, I actually journal, meditate, um, 
and like listen to affirmations every single day already. Like that's my non-negotiable self-care items. Um, and if I have time, uh, like I'll take a walk or do yoga and work out or something, but I definitely want to start implementing the EFT into my daily routine as well. Okay. Okay. So EFT, we can start with just, yeah, just having that morning practice of releasing and you know it's the self-love it's the you know i am i'm worthy i am you know i'm wanted um you know just letting it out of the body and really just tuning in you know just tuning into that part of you and the truth about healing is it's the intention to heal and it's the seeing, dancing with these different tools and seeing which effect each one has. You know, for me, I resonate with A Course in Miracles, but I also have done, you know, I have done Brad Yates session where I'm sobbing and I've gone to energetic healers where they put their hands, you know, not even touching me. And I would go home and memories that I've never had have surfaced that I'm like sobbing on the floor, you know? And so this is the path. And I want to just say, and where the path will end, there will be an end to the personal transformation path. Um, it will end where my spiritual teacher, Earl, or not personal transformation, but as far as manifesting love, because eventually you will manifest a partner so your your journey won't end but the romantic part will kind of someone will emerge um what he used to say is where this all goes is you walk in a restaurant and part of you wants to order a turkey burger because you've only ever ordered turkey burgers and the waiter's gonna say hey do you want a turkey burger or a salad and you're not going to really, the salad is not going to excite you as much as the turkey burger. And it's not going to be a bad salad, though. It's going to be a good salad, but it's just not going to give you that that feeling that the turkey burger does. And my spiritual teacher used to say, there will be a point where you will have to make a choice. And that will be what people call the universe is testing you, which the universe doesn't test people, but gives people options. Yeah. Do you want pain? Or do you want love? What do you really want? If you want pain, go for that guy who's a turkey burger. Go ahead. I have a girlfriend, Andrea. She dates the sexiest, most muscular, most douchebag man you've ever met in your life. And I have tried to talk to her for four years now. And she just wants those men. She wants the pain. She loves the pain. She delights in the pain. So she just keeps choosing these men, and then she's in the cycle. And then there's the nice guy, the salad, who's, you know, and he will be exciting in his own way, but eventually what it comes down to, Gary Zukov calls it making a conscious choice, that you will be tested, and it is going to be just, and you're going to know too much, and how you're going to know if it's in, if it's your intuition or not is, you will know too much spiritual wisdom to make the wrong choice. You just, and you'll be finally ready to do it. You won't even have to question it. And here's what I mean. You won't even want the fucking salad. 
you'll be like, is this my salad? I don't even know. I've seen better salads than this before. But you will know so clearly that your soul is saying, Idiot, you've had the turkey burger a million times. Like, eat your vegetables. And it will almost be like a kid who doesn't want to. Like, oh, I don't want to eat this properly. And you'll start eating it, and then it'll start tasting better and better and better. And you're like, oh my god, this salad is way better than that turkey burger. But in the beginning, it will feel uncomfortable. So, but you won't have to question because when you are ready to step out of the pattern, it will be so clear that that is what is happening. So you won't have the dance of, is it him? Is it not him? Is he my soulmate? I don't know. Maybe I'm not ready for him. You won't be ready for him. You won't. But you will be ready to walk through that fire. And your soul will be saying, come with me. You're going to walk through this fire and it's going to burn. But it, at the end of it, you'll be free. And so it won't, it's not like you don't know. Abraham Hicks even says that, you know, if you think you don't know, you just yeah. need more time. Yeah. So it's not that you instantly need to know. It's that you're trying to know before you're ready to know. And so the ego wants to know, is, is it him? Am I, is this my block? Is this, it's, it is, it's not the block. It's, it's that it's not him yet, or it's not time yet. The timing isn't lined up because when, when the timing is lined up, you know, you know, it's lined up, even if it sucks, like it's time to stop being an alcoholic. But I love being an alcoholic. Like, yeah. alcohol is amazing. Like, alcoholics love alcohol, you know? They don't want to give it up. It's not like, oh, it doesn't taste that good anymore. I think I'll stop. Like, no, it tastes amazing to them, you know? Like, so you will you will be in that case where it'll feel like you're an alcoholic. Like, I've got to say, this is not for me anymore. I'm so fed up with not loving myself, not being with men who treat me like shit, not being loved. I'm so, this is not for me anymore. I am worthy of love. And you'll feel it because you did all this other crazy shit, like listening to affirmations and EFT. And some that part of you that you've been growing, that knows you're worthy of love, will start to say, I am worthy of love. And you'll start to holy shit, I'm fucking amazing. I'm fucking worthy of love. This guy doesn't want to drive 40 minutes to see me. Fuck him. He's a schmuck. I'm amazing. What, he doesn't want to go on a date with me? He's an idiot. Oh, this guy it sends me roses? He's, that's it. That's, that's what I'm worthy of. This guy wants to take me out to dinner and freaking, you know, be sweet to me and text me nice things and love me and that's I that's exactly what I deserve I'm amazing but until you get there you see it but you're just on your way and you have to give yourself permission to be on your way because it's all the journey right now I'm not a millionaire I'm not living in a my house is small I live in Jersey and that's okay I don't need to be a millionaire today to know there's a millionaire in my vortex and it's not about the instant manifestation. It's about the, I feel more aligned with abundance every day. And 
life will reflect that to me as I feel it. So I don't need to be a millionaire right now. And there's nothing wrong with me that I'm not a millionaire right now. I feel more abundant this year than I did last year. And I'm making more money this year than I did last year. And so next year, I know I'm going to feel more abundant and I know I'm going to be making more money. But my ego wants me to be a millionaire tomorrow. My ego doesn't want to notice that even though I'm not a millionaire today, I'm making a couple of thousand more this year than I did last year. Like, it doesn't want to see that I have shifted into more abundant states. So it's like your ego isn't going to want to see the growth you're making and it's going to want to beat you up along the way. And so part of this journey is also just giving yourself permission that you are on this journey and you don't need the clarity today. The clarity, as Abraham Hicks says, it comes when you are clear and the thinking that it needs to come before is the block is a bigger block than it's not here, which sounds weird, but it's true. It's like even needing the clarity is a block. It's like even just giving yourself permission, you know, part of me doesn't love myself and that's amazing. I love her. She's caring for me. She's protecting me. She's been hurt. She's been through a lot. You know, and I'm honoring her and I'm loving her even as I continue this journey and learn to love myself more and more. So it's like just give it, letting yourself be on this journey fully with no expectations will even get you there quicker than striving like a type A student. Like if I do this, 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 I'm going to get there and that's going to be amazing, you know. It's like, it's not like that. It's like, this is, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying every time I sit down with myself. I'm enjoying tuning into my spirit. I'm enjoying, I'm listening to this affirmation, not because it's homework, but because I am worthy of love and I am amazing. And I do deserve a man who adores me. And I do deserve a healthy relationship. And fuck, Lauren, you deserve amazing, like really talking to yourself, like all the time all the time and it and appreciate Nick when he does sweet things for you even if you're not even if he's not the one right now appreciate the shit out of him when he sends you sweet text messages receive them put your hand on your heart and stop and think I receive this appreciation I receive this love I look at how he loves me. Take it in. You know when someone compliments you and you go, oh no, I don't look so good. And just cut her, this was shitty. This cost me $2 from old baby. No, you don't do that. That's horrible. You, someone says you look great. You go, I received that. Thank you so much. I do look great. Oh my God. Receive it. When he gives you that love and when people give you love, friends send you sweet text messages, take you out to dinner. You know, Ashleen does something sweet. Make it a point because that's where it's the in the moment stuff. Look at, look at this. I'm receiving love. Look at this. I'm receiving a compliment. Look at this. It's safe to receive love. I'm killing it. I receive compliments from Ashleen. Nick and I were having a great conversation. I received that. That felt safe. He's a great guy. He loves me. He's And I can receive, even if it's not romantic love, it's love. It's appreciation. And just the more you just start focusing on it, not even so much that you're fixing yourself, because you're not fixing yourself. You're not broken. You're 
you're in your your up leveling and your ability to receive love you're just receiving more love really is what it is so you're not broken you're just if you're a balloon you're just expanding with love you're just filling yourself with love i'm love i'm love i'm love i'm amazing it's so safe to receive love i love receiving love love is so safe oh my god it's like the easiest thing to do in the world love is safe and i'm wanted and i'm beautiful and i'm talented and love is the same love i am love how could it not be safe to receive love i literally am made of love and when i trust love it feels so good it feels so easy it feels like i'm going with my soul you know it's like getting in that place of just receiving and really just opening up to any opportunity to love yourself and to think good thoughts and to focus on nick if it's nick who's sending you love and really really receive it really see what does it feel like when someone appreciates me so much and loves me so much and when the energy in you comes up that wants to do this get away or uh that feels a little uncomfortable that you said that sweet thing to me uh i don't know if i want to receive that you then in the moment close your eyes and it's parenting in a child nope this is it this is it's saving with intimacy someone wants to have sex with you and your mind says oh i've got a little touch oh i'm a little funky today oh i don't know am i doing this right i don't know what's happening no that's the ego that's fear you say oh i'm funky well he likes it so he must like my funk i guess my funk smells good you know you you receive it instead of resisting it because all it is is the subconscious mind is just wanting you to push love away and if you consciously can call it in and focus on it and see more and more that it is actually easier than you think you quicken the journey like this actually is kind of safe and when you see other people in happy relationships notice it like oh wow they're emotionally healthy he loves her she loves him that's awesome they're happy they have their partners they're you know they have a healthy relationship it's like just noticing it and you're just teaching young Lauren that love is safe and you're amazing and you are wanted and you are here and and talk to her and tell her all throughout the day i am wanted i am here i am divine i am a child of god i'm not a child of my parents i came through my parents i'm not a child of my adoptive parents i came to be with my adoptive parents and i am a child of the universe i am a child of something that is that created me that's much larger than my parents my parents just agreed to be the vehicles for me to pass through it doesn't you know and tell yourself that all the time all the time i would look in the mirror and say i'm beautiful for two years i'm beautiful and now i believe it but i didn't used to believe it i didn't used to believe it at all and now i actually do think i'm beautiful but for two years i would just i'm beautiful i'm beautiful i'm beautiful i'm beautiful i'm beautiful i just didn't believe it and i was always i look great i look amazing you know like i'm killing look at me in these jeans you know like i was just always because i just didn't have it in me so it's like just showering yourself with love for four weeks and receiving that love for four weeks you're in a love bubble you are in a bubble of lauren of love of just loving yourself imagine this imagine you had 
like the queen's child or something. Like you had this royal child who you had to just love for a month, and you were going to get paid ten million dollars to shower this child with as much good feeling as you could, you know, and just tell her the most everything. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're talented. Oh my God. Like we're going to have the most fun today. You're just such a great person. Oh my God. That joke you told, that was so funny. Oh my God. You're so wonderful. They just did that for, you know, just it's you one month of you, your, and your energy is on you. The love that you give to you others can give to you so the more you just love yourself the more other people will love you but if you think unloving thoughts toward yourself then life mirrors that back so it's like just this is your month of lauren is amazing that's it lauren is wanted she's amazing she's a child of the universe She's freaking on point. She's tuned in. She's a masterful yoga teacher. She's got Nick ready to love her, so she can actually attract emotionally healthy men. This whole idea that she can't—I don't know. It seems to me like she's not exactly as doing a bad job at it as she thinks she is, and she has a very high vibrating, lovely best friend and. She really knows a lot about spirit, considering she's 26 and she's very tuned in. And you know, so it seems to me like she's actually kind of, kind of doing a great job already. But you know, maybe she thinks she's got a really long way to go. She's got a journey. She's bringing a book bag with a canister and a, you know. But the truth is, she's actually a lot further on that journey than she even thinks she is. So that's really the beautiful part is you have love, you just you know you're still kind of checking it out. What's this love thing all about? But you are manifesting it, so you are not as far away as you think. You're a lot, and it will come a lot sooner than you think. And I think this journey will not take as long as you、uh, you think it will take. So you're closer than. Than you think. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to email you a bunch of stuff. Tomorrow you start EFT and just be nice to yourself. You know, tell yourself nice things all day. It's fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're wonderful. Oh, thank、right. you so much. Hello.